0: This episode is sponsored by Live Oak Bank. Live Oak's dedicated hardware store financing team has the experience to confidently guide you through the lending process and can provide a
1: financing plan to help your business thrive. Whether you're looking to refinance or fund an acquisition,
0: a real estate purchase, a partner buyout, or an expansion, Live Oak can support your goals. They know the work that you put in day in and day out to be a successful independent retail hardware store owner with Live Oak's dedication to speed, efficiency, customer service, and in-depth knowledge of the retail hardware industry, they'll take you where you need to go. For more information, visit liveoakbank.com/hardware-store or call Brian Meisenheimer at 571-217-3022.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Taking Care of Business podcast. I'm Senior Editor Lindsay Thompson, and I'm really excited about our guest today, Chris Hood, a former Google executive who will also be one of our keynote speakers at the 2023 NHPA Independence Conference. Chris Hood is an internationally recognized voice, thought leader, and digital strategist with over 35 years of experience in online business and technology development. He often speaks to audiences about cultures of innovation, customer centric mindsets, and digital acceleration. He currently hosts the Chris Hood Digital Show and consults with enterprises and startups about digital acceleration. Chris teaches business information technology at Southern New Hampshire University and Colorado Technical University. He's previously worked for Google, Fox Broadcasting and Disney and co-founded Blind Squirrel Games. Welcome to the show, Chris.
0: Thank you for having me. Great to be here.
1: Yeah, we're so excited. You have had a really cool career so far, um, and have been part of some really cool industries and some amazing um, technologies. You started in the movie industry. Can you kind of walk us through your first kind of like your first career move in that industry and some of the highlights from that industry?
0: Yeah, crazy enough, I actually had two first jobs, and it depends on who I'm talking to. <laughs> I've <I'll> just <laughs> kind of switched between them. I worked at a movie theater, and at the exact <laughs> same time, I worked at a retail shop in the local mall selling Ooh. computer software. Okay. And what was great about that was it really facilitated two of my passions when I was younger, technology and movies. Okay. And what was great is as you travel through my career... I was able to keep both of those in sync with each other and really leverage what I learned from that retail experience and working in technology Mm -hmm. along with media and entertainment and working at the movie theater. Oh, Mm -hmm. really, like any high school, college-aged kid out there, I need Mm -hmm. money. And the movie was really, something. I I was sitting with a friend, we were having dinner together and we were thinking about what movie to go see. And I said, you know, if I worked at the movie theater, we could probably get in for free and we would save (laughs) all of this money. At the time, of course, movies cost $4 and 25 cents. Yep. Yeah. Big difference today. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all started.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, um, Tell us a little bit more. So were you, um, you were a film student, right, in college?
0: Yeah, I did film and radio. The radio has now paid off with podcasting. I did radio production, television production, film production. And then while I was at the movie theater working, I also got to get into marketing. And so I did a lot of marketing for films, won Mm -hmm. several awards for uh, outstanding marketing initiatives uh, to support films like Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. Apollo 13. And I really got interested in that marketing and film type of world. And mm-hmm. I continued on in the media and entertainment space. But what was interesting was I began to hop around. I I started to get into a little bit more of the radio business. I got mm-hmm. more into music uh, I did some video game work, uh, so I started to bounce around into these different segments of media and entertainment, and leveraging again both the business, marketing, and technology mm-hmm. elements that I had also, you know, mm-hmm. studied in school.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so I was reading about when you were um, when you doing the the movie and film marketing. You you created some kind of, uh, trailblazing, <laughs> uh, way of movie advertising. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, well, um, so I started a company called Digireal at the okay. time. Digireal mm-hmm. was based on a technology that I invented that was interactive on-screen advertising. If we fast forward to today and you go into most movie theaters, you see advertising on the screen, and that's usually mm-hmm. in the form of a video. There are some interactive elements, but at the time, I had this idea to actually build fully interactive experiences before movies started. Um, okay. Again, if we go back 20 years, we had very limited things happening before the movie, and mm-hmm. you had a full audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't sure. have full audiences anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so I created this concept of how do I develop interactions before the movie starts, engage people mm-hmm. while they're sitting there. You've got captive audiences. And really, the whole idea spawned because if, if anyone remembers, we actually used to have slides in front of the theater. And so there would be a slide reel that was up at the top, and it would have a carousel of about 100 slides, and those slides Mm -hmm. would rotate one after the next. And there was trivia questions on these slides. Mm. Now, if you were going to the theater on a regular basis, like I was, then what you would see is you would see a trivia question slide pop up And you would already Mm -hmm. know the answer because in three more slides, it would reveal the answer and you started to memorize all these slides. Sure. And I had the simple thought was, if I did this in a digital format and I put thousands of trivia questions into a database and Mm -hmm. launched the uh, trivia questions randomly and Mm -hmm. the uh, multiple choice answers were also random, and displayed yeah. that, then in theory, anybody who came to the theater would never see the exact same trivia question. Okay. And that's where it started. And then I thought, well, I can do advertisements and animations mm-hmm. and make it more interactive with other types of games. And really that got acquired mm-hmm. and the foundation for what you see in theaters today is what we started back when I built Digireel.
1: Very cool. Very cool. So let's move on to the music industry. So um, I was one of those college students in 2003 using Napster. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of tell us um, how you, um, the technology that you kind of created that uh, was, I guess, I don't know if we call the anti-Napster or the the legal Napster. Kind of talk us about your time um, in the music industry and how you you use technology there.
0: Yeah, I joined a startup company called Ruckus, which was uh, actually created by two students out of MIT mm-hmm. who did have the basic concept of how do we share music on college campuses in a legal and free manner? Mm-hmm. That was it. And it was mm-hmm. a direct you know, battle against Napster and the free sharing that was going on. And then you had the RIAA starting to sue college students for sharing that music while they were on campus and Mm -hmm. ruckus which is what it was called was a company that had this technology designed Mm -hmm. to basically distribute music freely on campus Mm -hmm. now we say freely that was because we worked directly with the record labels to get Mm -hmm. the license agreements so Think of it as like a student discount but we paid for the license agreements and then Mm -hmm. through registrations and advertising we would then sell that uh, back to the record label so that the students could get it for free Mm -hmm. a very basic business model what's interesting though is at the time there was no such thing as the cloud There is Mm -hmm. no such thing as understanding how you could share that music really easily and effectively Mm -hmm. while also managing the license agreements. But foundationally, basically uh, giving something away for free in exchange for advertising revenue Mm -hmm. was also almost unheard of at the time, Mm
1: -hmm. whereas
0: today we see that everywhere. Right. Yeah. So these business models that are, are with like Netflix or other streaming media platforms, uh, we basically did all of that with music for college campuses.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So, walk us through a little bit as you've gone on and through your career and how innovation and technology. Um, just things you've learned, because you also mentioned you were in, you've been part of the video game industry, the television industry, um, a stint with Google. Kind of, what are some other the highlights of your career um, in terms of innovation and technology?
0: Yeah, I've had some really exciting career and professions and opportunities, as you mentioned, in in the video game space and on television, and. Really, I think, again, it goes back to what we were talking about with the movie theater and technology working in retail. Mm -hmm. There's this need, and that need is still there today, Uh of how do we bridge the gap between business problems or Uh business challenges that organizations are faced with and technology? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of terms out there. We could talk a little bit more about digital transformation, Mm -hmm. but the concept is everywhere. Mm -hmm. We've got business problems and we know we have to leverage technology to combat those business problems because consumers are engaging with businesses through technology. Mm -hmm. And so what's really been fascinating in my career is that I've been able to Leverage these ideas of innovation and digital strategy and build opportunities at organizations and Mm -hmm. businesses and companies to help understand how to leverage that technology, how to build cultures within your organization to support innovation Mm -hmm. and to build digital strategies that are going to help you achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And that's really, if we remove the industry piece of it, whether Mm -hmm. it's TV or video games or retail or healthcare or financial services, the problems are the same across the board. And I've loved having these types of conversations with executives to help them better understand that, or at least Mm -hmm. to shift their mindset so that they can also be successful.
1: Sure, sure. Absolutely. So um, as I mentioned before, uh, Chris, you'll be one of our keynote speakers at our 2023 NHPA Independence Conference this August in Dallas. And um, without giving away your entire presentation, can you kind of just touch on this idea of digital transformation?
0: Yeah, you know, when we started chatting about coming and speaking at the event, I had this idea around digital transformation and then, you know, weird things tend to happen in life from time to time. <laughs> and in 2023, I started to play with this notion that digital transformation is dead. <laughs> okay. Okay. And and so, you know, the, the phrase digital transformation has been overused. Everybody has heard it. Everybody Mm -hmm. has modified the definition just a little bit to meet their specific advertising or marketing needs or internal culture. Like, hey, we're going to do digital transformation. That's because what everybody's talking about. So I wanted to at least lay the foundation of what is digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Why do I think it's dead in 2023? Mm -hmm. And start looking at it probably from a different lens. which is digital acceleration. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. the fact is, is that we are already in a digital world. Yep. Digital transformation was about converting your organization to be digital so that you can keep up with the demands of consumers. Mm -hmm. Well, if we're already in a digital world, it's no longer about trying to adjust and transform. It's about accelerating your digital outcomes so Mm -hmm. that you can keep up with your consumer demands. Sure. Sure. Because at the end of the day, every single consumer that you have is trying to engage with you in some way. And why not make that easier or more fluent or more understood or a better experience or so on and so on through that technology that we're already engaged with? And so the session is mostly going to be talking about these concepts and looking at that through a lens of retail and consumer experience and how you can accelerate your business to keep mm-hmm. up with those changing demands.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be so helpful um, across the board because we have in our audience. I mean, we have retailers, hardware retailers who are um, at the cutting edge of, you know, different technologies and we have others who, you know, just aren't. <laughs> and so I think this will just be a great um great way for them to hear, um, how they can take, start where they are and then go from there. And it'll be really cool to hear, um, more about your career and all the cool things that you've been involved in and, and how those have, uh, helped you, um, become a speaker and a, um, a podcaster and a writer. So, um, you, so speaking of writing and podcasting, you are also a writer and podcaster. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, um, those uh, parts of your life?
0: Sure. So I just finished writing a fantasy fiction novel. Very cool. And I'm shopping it around to try to find an agent to help me get it published. Okay. Uh, I've gone through several rounds of editing. It's very exciting. I love the story and I hope people will too. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, the the very quick version synopsis is: It's about a thirteen year old girl who goes on a journey to a world of monsters to help okay. monsters better understand what it means to be human. And oh, so, I think it. it takes some of my lessons learned throughout my career and puts it mm-hmm. into a fantasy world and uh, centers it around a thirteen uh, year old girl who goes on this adventure. That's so, very really cool. excited about that. Yeah. And then from a podcasting perspective, uh, I have some exciting news that I haven't really shared with anybody, but I'm about to launch a new podcast. Awesome. And uh, don't have much to share with anyone right now, but new yep. podcast is going to be coming and it's going to feature having executive level conversations about mm-hmm. these types of topics that we're going to cover at the event. All awesome. about digital acceleration and understanding what the strategy on innovation should be and really spending time with executives Mm -hmm. that can share their lessons learned and their strategies to help organizations to better understand what they can do. And The fascinating thing about the podcast is going to be and something that your listeners would probably be interested in hearing before Mm -hmm. the event. Is that for every single small business or medium sized business that is struggling today with these types of challenges, mm-hmm. all of the big retailers are struggling with the exact same problems.
1: Okay, and we yeah. cover
0: that in the podcast.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, NHPA audience, you've heard it here first. Stay tuned. We stay tuned for Chris Hood and his. A new podcast. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. It's uh, it's great getting to know you a little bit better. And we are so excited to have you at the conference in August. So thanks again. We appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And I'm just as excited. I haven't been to Dallas for a little while, so looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it'll be awesome. So, well, thanks again, Chris. Thank you. Registration for the 2023 NHPA Independence Conference is open. Join hundreds of retailers from across the industry on August 2nd and 3rd in Dallas, where you'll experience two energetic days of presentations, exhibits, and networking opportunities. This year, the focus is on technology, so you'll hear from former Google and Amazon executives, cybersecurity experts, and retailers who've been exploring technology innovations of their own. There's so much exciting things going on at the conference that we can't fit it all in this promo. So head over to yournhpa.org slash conference to check it all out and sign up before April 1st for a huge discount. See you in Dallas in August. When you grow a garden with Schultz products, you reap a bountiful crop of benefits for your customer and your business. The Signature Dropper Applicator allows you to feed every time you water. Just seven drops per quart of water delivers vital micronutrients every time you feed. Schultz Liquid Plant Food is available through hardware co-ops and lawn and garden distributors nationwide. For more information, go to knoxvert.com schultz.